be grateful for everything around us, no matter what it is, you can always, always find something to be grateful for, right? And just realize that fear is an emotion that should initially be embraced and fear and everything to, you know, having to restructure your life like me because you've lost a spouse and you've got to raise children on your own. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 144, total episodes number 244. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. This is the first conversation, the first guest that is a returning guest. I am so excited to announce that Andrew Cousins is the first returning guest in the entire podcast. And you know what? It couldn't be any better. He was all the way back on conversation number 67 hundred episodes ago and now he is here again what is so cool about the returning guest is it's like you have a you establish a baseline with the first conversation and now we can just see the progress or lack thereof no but we saw awesome progress today we established the baseline and now i want to see where we are at from that baseline the conversations are me showing you a real life example of somebody going out there defying the odds and getting after and helping other people now where are you from since then that's what we're doing with a returning guest it's incredible to see the amount of growth and the amount of action that andrew has taken since the last time i talked to him we talk about all these things i'm not even going to spoil them today you can find this podcast and all of the other conversations and the contemplations the two segments within the podcast on christophlewis.com forward slash podcast and you can find them on any podcasting app you can go over to youtube and watch the conversations you can see the video subscribe over there that would be massively helpful to share it with a friend as well and you can find me on instagram at christoph lewis so without further ado let's get into the first returning guest of the christoph lewis podcast create your career twice twice <laughs> yeah man thank yeah. you thank you for being here yeah i love it man i'm just uh you know you're kind of always on my heart ever since the last podcast we such a great uh discussion um so yeah i was looking forward to reaching out to you and see if yeah. we couldn't get a second second one yeah like i was saying just a second ago i was like super humbled that you wanted to come on again that just means a lot to me and ever since you booked i was like you know what because you reached out to me and you're like let's get on the podcast again and i was like i don't know if i'm going to repeat guests yet and then i was like let's just pull the trigger yeah. I'm, I'm never going to do it and then other people started reaching out to me when I started mentioning that. So it's really cool. But we talked about a lot of good things and I want to get into those a little bit. And I know you, you got some stuff to talk about too. But before we get into the rest of the show, for those of the listeners that may not know who you are yet, do you mind introducing yourself a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. My name is Andrew Cousins. I am a two-time author of uh, fiction, although I use that term loosely because <laughs> I think we both know the first book was, uh, was just an attempt to get stuff by my organization sure. <laughs> the publications <laughs> review board there um, and not have it get shot down for violating classified info 
Um, <clears throat> I am getting over a, a little cough. I don't have uh, oh, no worries, COVID nineteen. But uh, I, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, I, I, at least we're doing this remote. Yeah, that's the environment nowadays, right? So we got to talk about it. Hopefully, we talk about it like as if you got uh, some kind of like uh, bubonic plague. You know, you got to admit it first before you it's true can can move it's can move along. Common courtesy, but um, <laughs> yeah, spent uh, eight years of my life doing secret stuff. I guess secret squirrel stuff. Uh, 13 years and before that, I was a federal agent. Um, uh, lots going on, a lot of new stuff's going on. So you tell, you tell me when you want me to launch into that. Stuff. Yeah, man. No, 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 no. Yeah. So the for the record, I uh, will preface this by I did read your first book. You, I know you're aware of that, but for the listeners, I put yeah. it out there and I put it on the. I'm still, insanely enough, doing the book challenge, uh, one book a week. And that was, his, or his first book was on there. I'm. Uh, a couple, actually, I just got back on track for the first time. So I'm like 45 and 45 right now. And your book was in there. And I don't think I'll be able to fit your book within the challenge again, but I'm going to, or your second one, but I'm going to read it again. But I'm saying all this yeah. right now because you guys need to go out there. And you need to check the book out. And it is really cool because when I read the first one, I was like, yes, this is very reminiscent of some things that I've encountered yeah. and things that I've done. Yeah. And, you know, you could tell it was written yeah. from somebody that was boots on ground, but it is a fiction but it is really good and you should check it out. And I think it was like one of the few fiction books that I stepped out of uh, my nonfiction zone to read. Cause I knew what it was about and it was really good. So I think that's a good thing to talk about. And, you know, and, and for the listeners and for you, I, I kind of talked to, this is the first repeat guest in the history of the podcast. And I think that is one of the most incredible things to me is one, you wanted to come back on here and two, like, it's been, this is when we're recording this, this is March and it's two years we're doing the podcast. So I think a phenomenal place to start off on is I read your first book. I really enjoyed it. Five out of five, five stars that is. And I want to know more about your second book. We, you kind of hinted towards it in your book. It closed with hinting towards this one. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. And, and see what I wanted to do with the first book I didn't accomplish all the way. And that was to really portray uh, the characters, um, dilemma with their passion. We talked a little bit about um, guys downrange, uh, problems uh, with their families, yeah. PTSD, anxiety, yeah. war injuries um, of the physical nature. And this is really a way that I was able to get, and most of it was through dialogue through these guys when they're alone. You know, one, one guy is more inquisitive. The main character, Damien, is way more inquisitive than uh, some of the other guys in his unit. And he's asking him, he's like, what, what the hell are we supposed to do? You know, look at us. We're, we're, we've got problems. You know, we've got issues. And nobody really wants to bring that up. And that's, that's accurate, right? Um, that's so much like today's environment. Yeah. You just don't want to bring it up with guys. You know, you're afraid what they might think. You're afraid what they'd feel about rolling out on target with you, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this guy going to be able to, to hold his own, measure up when he admits he's seeing a, a therapist or mm -hmm. he's seeing, um, uh, you know, uh, he's he's having problems at home with his marriage, you know, what have you. So, yeah. Um, but I got that done here, you know, in relapse, uh, which and we'll talk about this, which led me right into um, another passion with Rescue Twenty Two Foundation, and that's I'm excited to talk to you about that because I spent all of Shot Show chasing that down, like literally, like <laughs> just doing stuff for them. You know, yeah. obviously, I'm getting nothing for it, which because it's a five hundred one c three, right? Yeah. And I went to Shop Show for three purposes, and I got none of the other two done because I was so um, enthralled and so passionate about their, their mission. 
yeah. uh, that I just really, uh, and plus I had one of their dogs, you know, I've got one of their dogs now as a, as a service dog for me. So, uh, it, it, yeah. Dude, but yeah, so that's I, so I cool. No, 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 no. That's what I, I, I kind of like. I was hinting to you before, and like I was kind of saying to the guests, like for the reoccurring guests or for the returning guests, I kind of want it to be more yeah. of like, hey, you know, like we know each other, we've talked before, and we've talked about your career transition already. And even though I focus on careers, this is definitely still an extension of the careers. But I kind of want my host to be more of a co-host. And, and, and I enjoy that, you know, that's why I call them conversations. So now, nah, man, and, and, right. rec- and recently I, I've been known to say like, however you answer a question is the right way to answer a question because I truly feel like that. I, I, I feel like that. I think it's funny and awesome that you did go there to shot show. First of all, that's awesome. But second of all, that you went there and you only got the, one of the three things you were trying to do, but obviously yeah. like that, that's what they say. Don't have like priorities, have a priority. And you went in there and you, you did obviously what was most important to you. You obviously had the first book, you did the second book and, uh, this, obvi- this is out now for the record for everybody, but you did say some uh, important things, not only in the books, but you're talking about, you know, family problems, PTSD, going to a therapist. And obviously, you know, the other people on target questioning, is this guy legitimate? Can he keep his shit together? Cause he's went to a therapist and there definitely has been a negative connotation of going to talk to a therapist. I mean, as I grew up, that, that is exactly what, like, I thought there was massively something wrong with somebody when they went. And I like that you're bringing that up right now and that our culture is shifting away from that. And that it's not, a, it's not a bad thing to go and talk to a professional. Like, if you were going to work out, wouldn't you want to get advice from somebody who's certified as a professional? So yeah. why wouldn't you do that for your brain? You know what I'm saying? So it's so sure. cool that you brought that into the books and everything else. Yeah, personal experience, man. That was just um, it's something I wanted to infuse the book with because the main character yeah. obviously loosely based on me and, and, and a few other guys. But um, he uh, he's spent so much of his time trying to deal with uh, some of the stuff he's seen, right, or experienced firsthand. Yeah. Um, doesn't know how to process it, you know, it just kind of haunts him a little bit, um, you know, which it, which it did be to some extent, a lot of other guys. Uh, and the only way to do that is to really um, work it within those means, right, of what therapy can provide. In this case, it was EMDR, which, man, if anybody wants any recommendations, you know, people that have been on your show for um, something that takes less time and also processes it right out of your system. So it just... Um, and I forget what EMDR stands for. It's uh, they, there's two ways to do it, either with vibrating paddles or yeah. wrap the eye movement, uh, and it yeah. disassociates. Yeah, it disassociates your body's response to the stimuli, so you don't go into full fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. Um, which the, the book talks a lot about that. You know how, how anxiety just creeps up, and you don't even understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I realized, and again to make that segue, um, that. A lot of guys do that through um, Animal Companions, the, mm. the service dog mm-hmm. project. Um, let me let me tell you a story before I forget. So I was looking for a motorcycle, knowing I had issues, and solving a couple of them with EMDR. And I was looking for a motorcycle last summer. I really wanted an Indian or a Harley. You know, every guy does is downrange. It's like big guys, motorcycles, <laughs> cars, right? But and you know, and women to some extent. But um, yeah. Uh, and I found what I really liked. So the guy's like, yeah, come on, take a look at it. So I go out there. It turns out the guy's a Marine, right? Um, separated from his unit six years prior. Uh, he was in Iraq. 
including Fallujah. The guy is selling his motorcycle and his car because he was awarded a service dog by the DOJ and couldn't afford it. I, I didn't realize that they had to pay for a large chunk of their own service dogs. I didn't know that either. So this guy all of a sudden is selling stuff he needs to pay for this service dog because he knows he needs that mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. and that help. And it, it broke my heart, man. Like I was like, just tell yeah. me what you wanted for the motorcycle. I'll pay it. I'll pay it. You know, cause I was like, man, I'm going to, I'll pay whatever you have it listed at. Just let me help. Sure. And I did, you know, obviously we both got some other deal, but I felt bad that he had to pay for, for a large percentage of that, which is, which is where rescue 22 comes in. And I can talk about that in yeah. a bit, but, um, they were like, yeah, screw that. You know, let's, let's fix what's broke there. Let's get these guys uh, linked up with their animal free of charge. Let's not have that hanging out there. And, uh, you know, before I got mine and spent time with mine in the gym and all these public places, getting looks from people because it's still not a very common occurrence. I saw another guy in the gym, um, doing the same thing with his dog um, and the dog just was focused on him the whole time, just like my dog is, you know, just focused on it's his handler yeah. um, and what he's feeling, what he's thinking, you know, and it's awesome, man. It's a, it's a really awesome program. And I just, uh, that experience, I relayed to at SHOT Show to the governor of Idaho oh, because I was wow. like, this program is working in Florida and Idaho is one of the only states that has a presence at SHOT Show because they're so you know, second amendment friendly. And then I was like, I relayed that story directly to the government. That was so awesome. I thought that was cool. Good for you. No, absolutely. That's awesome. And uh, to have a voice for them is incredible. So in like, what capacity are you helping out then? Or do you, do you have like a position or are you just uh, volunteering or? Yeah, I just volunteered my Dude, time. Man. That's I awesome. Like, like how cool is that? Said, like, yeah. 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 I just was like, let's do this. You know, and it, we have, uh, if you look on my uh, Instagram page on a failed state novel, um, there's a photo with um, the uh, founder, the, the co-founders, which you'll appreciate of Rescue 22. One's a, was a uh, army ranger dog handler and the other one was a, a SEAL, Navy SEAL dog handler. Um, they're both the, the co-founders of the organization. They both have their own private companies that train dogs. But there's a photo of us walking to that, that banquet I talked to you about yeah. in the uh, hotel or in the casino, um, like five abreast, six, five or six abreast with, with our dogs uh, <laughs> that somebody filmed. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. You know, the dogs are all alphas, you know, and they're all dogs that want to like make a difference yeah. and like protect and, and, and worry about their, their handlers. But yet all these dogs get along, all the owners, all the handlers get along. And it was just such a great shot. Yeah, but, man. Yeah. So how does somebody yeah. like, so say I wanted a dog, how would I just go to rescue 22 website and then start the process that way? Or how would I get involved in that? If somebody was interested, so I, think, I think officially you have to go through uh, the department of justice. Mm-hmm. I think there's an application process for that, okay. but I've heard it taking as long as four to six years. Holy um, smokes. I know that, um, I know the program in Florida is expedited somewhat because they had a governor's initiative for okay. it. Um, and we're trying to do the same, obviously, in Idaho, in my home state of Idaho. We're trying to push that along. Um, and we also have a little bit of traction in the state of Washington as well. 
Um, and I've, I facilitated, facilitated both those two states because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Ever since running into that Marine that couldn't pay for his own service dog, um, you know, I'm just like, man, this has to happen for more guys. This has mm-hmm. to be a resource yeah. for guys. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure if you can expedite it outside of Florida through Rescue 22, but Rescue 22 is a national, if not a global organization mm-hmm. for, for vets or for uh, American war vets. Um, but um, I know they can put you in touch with the right folks. Yeah. I and mean, they're great folks. And, and right now it's a fledgling organization um, because they're just getting their feet underneath them. But they have so many dogs um, available that are trained specifically for that companion um, process. I know a few physically disabled vets were at SHOT Show and they did a demonstration for um, how the dogs uh, that they've trained for the physically disabled assist with their mobility. Uh, and that was just encouraging. I did it in one of the booths. Um, I can't remember what booth it was. Um, and there was just such a huge crowd there. Um, there was also Chuck Liddell was there. Nice. Um, the, the author, another uh, Naval Special Warfare guy, uh, Jack Carr, yep. Yep. was there as yeah. well. He's a, he's a contributor to Rescue 22. Okay. All right. Um, and I was able to slip on my book. So it worked out <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I was like yeah. stalking the hell out of SHOT Show on Instagram. Yeah. Just everybody, it seemed like everybody I followed but me was there just – Love and life. And there's just such cool things to see there. So it's cool that you guys were able to be there with that foundation and be able to have such vision, you know, have so many people in the right spot, be able to see something like that. And obviously that was really intentional. And one of the questions I don't think I was asking when you were on the show last, but obviously I kind of touched on and we've already actually touched on it a little bit, but I've been asking every single guest about why they help people. And I think it sounds like an easy question, an obvious question, and we've definitely touched on the answer a little bit more, but I kind of want to hear more about like how you really feel and why, especially because you just told us that you're volunteering your time to do that. So apart from the story that you gave to us about the Marine, are there any other reasons or things that contributed to why you're volunteering and helping out with an organization and why you love to help people? Yeah, we touched on this before. I think one of the greatest ways to um, induce your own therapy, right? Induce your yeah, own healing sure. is, to, is to serve others. Yeah. Um, I know there's some elements that we, that we touched on before in the first podcast, but yeah, I, just, I like that continuity. I always feel good putting myself out there for others. Like I, I don't get paid by rescue 22, you know, I'm, uh, that's not my goal in doing this. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. That's irrelevant to me. Um, but just to align people with that, op- yeah. that's especially vets with that option. Um, having gone through some of the same issues they did downrange or after uh, you're back in the rear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a while, SHOT Show, and and that's why I encourage you to go, was the only place (laughs) I felt any kind of peace because you're there among guys that have have seen what you have or worse, right? And experienced what you have or worse. And it's just such a camaraderie, you know. Um, You just feel like nothing's wrong with you there. You know, because yeah. you're around all these guys that have the yeah. same experience. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great point there, too, of, like, intentionally putting yourself in places where, uh, okay, so we're not always going to feel comfortable, and we should learn how to function in society, but I do think it is good going to be able to talk with people like that. I know one of the things that happened when I, I experienced um, an incident that I actually made an episode about uh, when the Chinook went down, 
that we had we had a meeting about you know some of the guys that were there and we just talked about it and we shared our emotions and it was just something that really helped so i think it's a great example that you bring up of being around those people that you may not know them but they've gone through like you said something similar maybe worse or, or whatever but they understand it to a certain level so i think that's a great point to put out is to be able to intentionally put yourself out there and be okay with talking about that stuff and then definitely i think it's phenomenal yeah. that you're going out there and you're contributing in such a way that you are right now i mean you're volunteering and it's something you care about and it's really cool for me to see that story that you said about the Marine going out there and like seeing this and being like, dude, holy shit, like something's wrong like here. Like this dude uh, endured all of this bad, all these bad things and now he's back and thankfully he's here safe, but he has to sell all of his things, like his yeah. mobility to do this. And oh man, that's really tough. But again, like I want to be able to highlight to the listeners, like do that thing, do it. And you know, obviously like you said, you wrote in the books and you're saying yourself, like you still are dealing with things. So I want to highlight that you can deal with your own shit while you're helping other people deal with their shit too. Yeah. Like you don't have to be this like fixed kind of character to be able to help other people. So no, that's, that's a phenomenal thing, man, right there. Um, and, and I will do some, a little bit of research on my end and I'll throw those kind of things in the, the show notes, the rescue 22. And uh, I'll see if I can find anything on the DOJ, DOJ site or something like that to be able to put in there so we can put a little bit more information on there. But so I don't want to talk about you know, too much of the stuff we talked about before, but like since we last talked, so in more recent history, has there been anything new that's come up in your life that you figured out that's been really pivotal that's helped you grow even more? Because one of the things like, again, I liked using a lot of fitness examples of when you go to the gym and you kind of plateau and you're kind of looking for maybe a new exercise or a new routine or something to be able to get you to that next level and i found in my own life that like right now i kind of feel like i've plateaued again like i'm reading these books i'm having these conversations and i feel good and i know i have had growth mentally but how do i break out to the next level whether you know of light enlightenment or just consciousness or of helping other people more have you experienced anything within that last a uh, few months or a year that we've talked. Yeah, I have, and and not to back up, not to please. Reverse, yeah, no problem. Of course, bit, but were you were you downrange when, when you're talking about extortion seventeen? Right? Was that the helicopter, the Hilo? Yes. You were talking. Yes. So yeah. you were downrange during that during that. Oh, uh, I was on that bird. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, well, so I, and if you're listening, and I'll and I'll tell you here on, the, and I'll tell you guys a little bit on the episode. I don't want to get into me too much on this episode, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I was. Um, that, that was my first deployment with that group. And I was the FNG, if you're not in the military. That's the, that's the new guy. And oh. uh, <laughs> no, I was, the, I was the kid who, literally the kid at the time that would go run on the bird and put the, the crypto on there. And obviously that was QRF and uh, they, they went on there and I, I ran on there, put the, the last minute crypto on there, ran off, high-fived them and, and that was it, unfortunately. And, yeah. and God blessed all of them and all their lives and... Yeah, it, I'm it pretty was sure a, I was in country. I think I was in country during that same time. Although I think I was in Jalalabad. I was in Jabad at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and we, had, I think we had heard that. I think a lot of guys were kind of mortified because um, yeah. obviously our units made up of a bunch of guys, tier one, tier two mm -hmm. uh, guys from units like obviously Naval Special Warfare Development Group and yeah. um, other you know SEAL teams and what have you, but. Uh, it was rough, and, and I'll tell you what, 
we don't have to continue on this, but it just some just didn't seem right about it. People were kind of perplexed about um, some of the factors that led towards that tragedy, uh, which you know made it even more uh, difficult for guys to get past. But um, yeah, that's crazy, man. I, I I guess I didn't make that connection. I knew you were downrange, man. But. You know, and it's like. I- I'm a little picky about what I talk about on here, and I did make a whole episode out of it. If you guys want to look at I have no idea what number it is. I'm not even going to do the research. If you really want to look at it, you'll find it. But it's um, I, I did make a contemplation episode, so it's just me. And uh, it took me – I mean, that's going to be nine years this year, so it took me about like eight years to be able to share that publicly. And it's – you know, I, I – you know, we'll, we'll probably, I'm probably going to shift off of it right now. I don't want to get caught on it too much, but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty hardcore to say the very least. And I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, you know, I don't want to derail the podcast and, and be get hiccup, but no, it, it was incredible, uh, in a, in a very terrible way. You're right. It, it was, it was unreal. So now because of all that, and, uh, I, I will interject for a couple more seconds. Um, every year, once a year, we do a ruck for 31 miles for 31 heroes, uh, DC, I think there's a couple other cities that do them. So if you guys are interested in continuing to honor those heroes, the gentlemen that lost their life on there, then contact me and I'll put you in touch with how to be able to be a part of that, to continue the memory and everything on there. So yeah, man. So that's no, I I think that's great. So I I didn't want to cut you off about you were, uh, some of the new things you had learned. Yeah. It's funny you talk about that. Um, I, I started dating a, a gal here who was an army brat. Um, I, I didn't really think after I lost my wife that I'd have a chance to fall in love again and, and experience all that stuff. So not to get mushy on you, but I nah, mean, I just got um, mushy. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, I, uh, so I had a little bit of a resurgence, but you know, we had some difficulties because I wasn't necessarily ready to let go of some stuff. I think at the time, and it kind of forced me to look at, uh, myself a little bit. Um, because when we took a little bit of a break, I essentially, took that time to improve myself as, mm-hmm. a, as an individual. Um, and I dove into all kinds of self, all kinds of self-help books. Um, the one self-help book that you'll immediately recognize is, uh, can't, can't hurt me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. a popular one, uh, by David Goggins. Um, but another one that I stumbled upon actually was a book by Gabrielle Bernstein of all people. Um, where she talks a lot about, and that book is called, um, and I, the title alone, like had me running. I was like, somebody <laughs> recommended it and I was like, the woman I know recommended it. I was like, I am not looking at that book because it's called uh, super attractor, uh, you know, and uh, I was like, there's no way I'm reading a book called super attractor, but I did pick it up and I delved into that thing. Um, and I'll say one of the biggest things I got out of it is something we kind of already are hardwired to know, and that's to be grateful for everything around us. No mm-hmm. matter what it is, you can always, always find something to be grateful for, right? The sun on the back of your neck, the fact that you've got running water, um, that you've got food at your disposal. I mean, there's just always something to be grateful for. And just realize that um, fear is an emotion that should initially be embraced and fear and everything, you know, fear of getting a piece of mail you didn't expect, or maybe a bill for something you didn't realize that was so outstanding to, um, you know, to everything to, you know, having to restructure your life like me, because you've lost a spouse and you've got to raise children on your own. Um, but to process that fear and then just give it to, and, and she, she left it pretty open. So everybody can use it for what they need, but give it to your higher power, to God, to the universe, 
um, to whatever it is that you feel has a place uh, within your heart and realize that you can ask for the things you want, but the more you submit to the will of whomever you uh, pray to, uh, believe in, um, the easier things come. And I only got into that a couple of weeks before I kind of figured out the things I needed to figure out to move forward with, with this woman that, uh, that I have these feelings for. And I kept, I keep having to come back to it because it's something that's fleeting, almost like a perishable skill, like shooting, right? Oh, sure. Where if you don't practice it all the time, you, you, you don't use it. Uh, and I always go back to that. I mean, I, I, I just bought a business. We'll talk a little bit about that. That does a lot of stuff that you, you'd like that I'm, obviously got passed in I've got to remember like how blessed I am regardless of what my money situation is um, or um, how I'm feeling health wise or whatever like there's just a lot every day to be grateful for so much so that I think at one point that if my life was to end that particular day when I was really into that book and its premises that I was really okay with that you know that I, I would felt that I could have died happy Wow. Because of everything I got to experience, the love I got to have, the, the children I got to, to, to bless my life with. And um, it, it, I haven't recommended it too much. I've talked to a few people about it because um, initially I was like, I'm not reading a book that looks this cheesy. But, <laughs> man, it, it really brought back all yeah. the things that no, mean so much to us as, as, uh, as human beings, right? No, that's powerful, and, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, don't. And it just, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, don't judge a book by its cover, right? <laughs> there you go. Now, I'm just glad that you and I can talk about this and hopefully be an example of, I don't think it's mushy-gushy or anything to talk about that stuff. Just like being okay with going to a therapist, talking about these things. I know it can be harder for men, obviously, to talk about these kind of things. And they think I have this tough guy, especially with some of the background you, know, the background you have and some of the stuff that maybe I've done or whatever. But it's not like that at all. It doesn't have to be like that. So... Glad you brought that up and I'll throw those books in the show notes as well. But before we get out of here for the night, I did want to go into what you had said about your business and I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a company that had been existing, uh, in Idaho. Um, initially it was a firearms company. They did do some training for, uh, SWAT teams and, um, for, uh, civilians, but it was called forward movement training. Well, what I liked about it is he, Developed the owner developed a curriculum with the Idaho Board of Education for um, what would ordinarily be called run hide fight for active shooter scenarios in schools. They relabeled it a friendly um, uh, in friendlier terms, um, and they obviously didn't make it uh, uh, so compelling where people are afraid to talk about it um, or discuss some of the premises in it. Uh, move secure defend is what they labeled it and um, started pushing it to schools churches uh, private businesses and that really kind of caught my eye so when the owner was kind of moving on and wanted to sell the business I kind of snapped it up so that I could nice. uh, you know continue that but um, yeah it's it's fun man and it keeps me in touch with some of the things I've done um, some of the instructors I've hired were people I met along the way a former Marine, um, an active duty Air Force medic, um, a former law, law enforcement officer from um, Henderson uh, PD who was on the ground during the shootings in uh, Las Vegas. 
wow. uh, back at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah. So guys that have like been there, done that, realized uh, lessons learned are important and to kind of like uh, move forward with uh, those lessons they've learned and try to do better next time. And, sure. and, and if, if there, God forbid, there is a next time. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, man. And I went to shop. That's awesome. Yeah, I went to shop for that. But, uh, man, I ended up doing Rescue 22 Foundation stuff. <laughs> How so. cool is that, though? Like I was saying earlier, like that's really cool that you're able to do that, especially like yeah. you're volunteering like that and you're doing that. And it's just so cool. So what's even cooler to me is just the entirety of which is this podcast episode is not only you coming on again, but what I really want to do, and I'm thinking about this just right off the cuff, is what I really want to do because you've been able to articulate so well is like you were on here before. Now you're on here again. I really want to know like what you've done. And it just solidifies the fact that you were such a good guest for the first one because you've continued this growth. I mean, we're talking about Rescue 22. We're talking about another book. We're talking about a new company. We're talking about somebody new in your life. I mean, that's some powerful shit, man. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a lot of like, we just covered all of the bases. You know what I'm saying? So that's really powerful. I couldn't be more excited to have you back on here and to talk about all this kind of stuff. And I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that book. But before we get out of here, where can everybody find you and find the books and anything else, the business, anything? Yeah, my, the business is called forwardmovementtraining.com. It's all one word. And it talks a little bit about our mission statement. Uh, there will be some changes uh, forthcoming um, because we plan on maybe rebranding a little bit and kind of branching out. But um, it's done a lot of good things uh, for um, you know some very scary premises in our society. Um, the book, of course, is andrewcousins.com. Is is uh, where both books are sold. The uh, Audible is coming out next month. Nice um, for for a failed state, not not for okay. Okay. a failed state. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, and then of course uh, the ebook is still available for both of them on uh, iTunes, Barnes and Noble, Amazon. All that good stuff, but uh, man, it's such a pleasure, man. I, like I said, you've kind of been on my heart. You know, I stayed in touch with you, and yeah. we've got such a bond that I was just so excited to come back here. Yeah, More so than that. I have uh, for any other podcast. <laughs> oh damn, have, man, so. that means a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's a, it's a high bar to set, but it was good. Man. I appreciate it, man. It's like, uh, like I said in the beginning, it's it's something special, and it coincides with the whole therapy thing, the get emotional thing. Like, I just love that people are okay with expressing this kind of stuff and just. They want to talk about this stuff and that's why I love having and calling them conversations and be able to promote that because I know that there are people that listen to this that may subscribe to the notion, uh, maybe just one thing, maybe the therapist, maybe the, you know, talking to your friend, especially if you're a guy, if you get back, you think you're this tough guy or whatever, like talk about this shit, man. Like, I think you're tough enough if you can talk about this stuff because you're gonna be beating yourself up down the road if that shit is bouncing around in your head and you can't get it out. So to be able to share this stuff, like honestly share the victories of what you've done, like see how far you've come just in the last time we talked, like that's in the whole grand scheme of things, that's not a lot of time. I want to tell the listeners one more thing before we get out of here for the night, but why am I doing these podcasts? A lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is to highlight people like this is just in the time that we've talked, he's gone out there and done all of these things. So it is feasible. You can do it too. Don't just point your finger and say, oh, well, this, that, and this happened so he can do it. No, screw that. Look into his story a little bit more. Listen to our last right. podcast conversation. It was like 67 or something and see the progress and know that you can make the progress yourself. All right, Andrew, thank you so much for being here and I really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your night, my friend. Thanks, man.